0: Good morning, it's a great day to worship the Lord. It's wonderful to see everybody here and to hear the joys of fellowship. Let's begin this morning with Soldiers of Christ Arise and if it is convenient for you, would you stand please.
1: Father, thank you for this moment to come before you and realize how wonderful you are, how merciful and grateful you are, that you forgive us even though we are the ones who sin, and you're perfect in all ways, and more importantly, Father, you're capable. You did it already, and you can do anything. All things are possible with you. We just had to believe that. Help us to stay just to be attentive and to listen to your word and to know that it's going to come true. It's just a matter of time. Dead. We are going to be with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: To help us prepare our thoughts for the Lord's Supper, number 318 of Sacred Head. but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to surround this table. Help us, Father, to reflect on the fact that as your creation, you know us, you know us far better than we know ourselves. You know that we could not live the life that we should without your help. Father, we know that you know that we were lost and that we were on the path to destruction. And Father, you loved us so much that you sent your son to die a terrible death and then to be raised to show us that we too will be raised to be with you. Father, we pray that you be with us as we take of this emblem that represents that body given in love for us. We ask in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Please pray with me again.
0: Father, we continue in in prayer to thank you for Jesus' willingness to shed his blood, for the fact that that blood washes away our sins and makes us pure and clean in your sight. And Father, we thank you that it's through him that we're worthy to be with you in heaven when this life is over. Please be with us
1: as we take this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
2: Dear Lord, we thank you for the many gifts you've given to us in our lives, and may the money we give to you be used for the building of your kingdom. In Christ's name, Amen.
0: Before Mike's lesson this morning, number seven hundred thirty-six, please. Again, if it's convenient, would you please stand for this hymn?
3: Good morning, and I'll be reading Romans 1, 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Good morning. It's looking better. You all see all these groceries up here. We're packing the pews. We're packing the pews. Hopefully we're packing the pews too, but we're packing the pulpit. So if you have any kind of groceries, if you want to clean out your food closets, this is a good time. We'd love to have you. And we're looking to pack this all the way up because we're helping a lot of families and because we're helping so many families uh, we're over 100 to 125 every time we open the pantry so we need your help to get there we would appreciate it tonight we're going to start looking at the crucifixion and it's going to be a little different than we have traditionally thought about it so I wanted to invite you back tonight. If you can't make it back tonight, uh, it will be online, and you can look at it there. But uh, this is this is the center of our faith. If it's not for the crucifixion, we will be lost. And because of the crucifixion, we have the opportunity to become Christians and be saved. Wednesday night at Abigail. If there was a woman that every husband would dream of, it'll be Abigail. And uh, we'll find out why this Wednesday night. Isaac, can I see Isaac's hand? Oh, he's over there next to his dad. Excellent. And what he read to you, Romans chapter 1, 16 and 17, is the theme of the book. So it was very important that the reading come out, and he did an excellent job. So Isaac has set the tone for our study. Will you read with me, please? Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets and in the holy scriptures regarding his son, who, as to his human nature, was a descendant of David, open for me to come to you. And through the spirit of holiness, he was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, and for his name'sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you bow with me, please? Father, we come before you this morning asking you to open our eyes and open our hearts. to realize how much Jesus sacrificed and how much your people have sacrificed over the years so that we can stand knowing that we know you and because we know you, we have better lives now and our life to come, it's, it's too much for words. Help us to be your people and guide us, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. There's an old story about a man who was a farmer. He went to the bank and sat down, and the guy who always waited on him sat down with him and smiled big, and he says, well, I got some bad news and some good news. What do you want first? He says, let's get the bad news out. He said, well, you know that that loan I took against the farm, the big one? He said, yeah. He said, I can't pay it back. He said, oh. And he says, and you know, I bought some new tractor equipment to work that land. He said, yeah, I remember that. He said, I can't pay for that either. And you know the home loan I took out two years ago? I can't pay that either. And the guy shook his head and he says, tell me the good news. He said, I'm going to keep banking here. Sometimes good news isn't as good as we think it is. This morning, this morning, we're going to get some the details out of the way, and then we're going to get into, next week, we're going to get into and catch up to Isaac's reading this morning. Paul, when he starts his description, he, decide, he calls himself, if you have the English translation, it will say servant or slave here. If you have an older translation, it will say bond-servant. It is the word doulos in the original language. And what doulos means is bondservant. When you look at bondservant or slave, it refers to somebody who voluntarily served others but usually referred to one who was held in permanent position of servitude under Roman law. That's a very important thing. thing. When the Romans looked at this kind of man, the bondservant was considered the owner's personal property. Slaves essentially had no rights and could even be killed with impunity by their owners. Now that's in the Roman side of it. The, The Jewish side of bond serving out of the Old Testament had a different idea. It was never permanent. But often people would, like the man going to the bank, owe a lot of money that they couldn't pay. And the way it was paid is you would hire out your services to the man who owed you the money. You would take care of his family pay for their food and their lodging, and they usually had a little house somewhere close to the, the relatives in the place. He took care of clothing everybody. He made sure that, that they were there for a period of time until they paid their debt back. And once they paid their debt back, they were free to leave they could also leave in the year of Jubilee. It was one of those times when things that used to be uh, were freed up to go and prosper. The Hebrew word is Ebed, and it's one of those words that refers to somebody who loves his master so much that he decides he's gonna stay and take the mark of a a servant the rest of his years. If the servant declares, I love my master and my wife and children and do not want to go free, then his master must take him before the judges, and he shall take him to the door or the doorpost and pierce his ear with an awl then he will be his servant for life so you could decide i really want to be here i've never lived this good and i don't want to give it up now so you go to the door and you poke a hole in your ear and we thought that this was new back in the 70s they they were piercing ears way back in the old testament And then he says, he's an apostle. Now to explain where I got this, I got to go back to the Geneva Bible. Originally, the Geneva Bible was the Bible that came and was used widely before the King James came out. When the King James came out, it became the official authorized Bible. And those who were using the Geneva Bible were going to be forced to use the King James. And rather than do that, they got on boats, and they came over here. Just so they wouldn't have to give up their Geneva Bibles. Well, eventually, because it was such a strict time... The King James won out. As most of you know, you've probably read some in the King James Version. Well, in the 70s, they read out a New Geneva Bible. And they said, if you're going to have this new Bible, the New Geneva Bible, you should have a study section because it reads a little different than others. So R.D. Sproul did the study section on apostles, and this is his work. They had to be an eyewitness of the resurrection of Jesus and the scriptures he uses, Acts 1.22, 1 Corinthians 15.8. You had to be personally appointed by Christ. It's Matthew 10, Acts 1, Galatians 1. You were to govern the early church, and that's out of first Thessalonians and second Thessalonians and you were the person who was authorized to teach or write with authority and after he comes down with all those and all those scriptures uh, he says the term is used as a title of the 12 disciples and Paul that that was one of those things that you just get that apostle had some qualifications it wasn't something you just became so paul he's a servant but he's also an apostle and he set apart for the gospel of god the gospel He promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Now, set apart is separated from the ordinary. Uh, an, An apostle was not to just be an ordinary person. He was to be the guide. He was the one who was entered in when things got a little messed up between different people. After all, getting all kinds of people from all kinds of regions and bringing them into one church isn't the easiest thing you can do. So that's why you read of Paul always dealing with all these problems between the congregations, inside the congregation. But what's this thing about The good news of the gospel which was promised beforehand. While I was at Lipscomb, that's a long time ago. Some people think I actually knew David Lipscomb. I don't, I didn't come. I had a teacher who taught major Bible courses. And when he started writing and talking, it was rapid fire. And sometimes he didn't even erase what he wrote before. He just wrote over it. And when he started writing over it, it sort of looked like he was bringing a quilt together or something. But it was very hard to remember. One of the books I studied under him was the Gospel in the Old Testament. You might be surprised to know that Jesus didn't just show up in the New Testament. He is throughout the Bible. And in the Old Testament, you can read of Jesus over and over and over again. So once I got out of that course, I had to pass it because I didn't want to take it again. It was that kind of thing that I was impressed by. It has always been God's purpose. It's always been since the beginning that God was going to send Jesus. Now verse 3 and 4. Regarding his son, who as to his human nature was the descendant of David. Stop there for a second he's showing you who Jesus really is and he says you want to know who he was he was a man how do you know he was a man you can trace his lineage back and this is before ancestry.com it was important to know which Jewish family you became because some had status and some didn't have status some were very important some were not very important he said you want to trace it back the promise was made to David That through his lineage, the Christ would come. And you can take Jesus and go all the way back, and there will be David. So he was a man. If you have trouble going all the way back on your own, just open your Bible to Matthew chapter 1, and that's what all the names are for. It's tracing back the lineage of Christ to show... Primarily the Jewish people, he was a man. But he was also God. And that's verse 4. And who, through the Spirit of holiness, was declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. He said that he was going to raise in three days, and he did. And people saw him. And the witness was overwhelming at this time when this is written. So, ordinary men do not get up and walk out. Jesus walked out of the grave. And he was seen by the people, so we know he was both human in that he died, but God, that he was raised. Through him, and for his name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome, who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we talked about this a little bit two weeks ago. Claudius did not like Jewish people so what he did was he just said if you are jewish you cannot stay in rome and they had to be sent to other places and other cities but they did not stay in rome now the reason that's important is some of these jewish people now were christians and they would be out of the country or out of the city for eight and a half years and during that eight and a half years, the Gentiles had really adjusted the way church was done. They were now putting in things that the Jewish people would have never, the former Jewish people who are Christians would never do, and it had divided the church right down the middle. This is what Paul will address all. The way through Romans you belong to each other and because you belong to each other there are some things you just don't do you don't judge each other you belong together you don't value one brother over another brother or sister you belong together you don't have two groups each insisting on their own way. You have one group in love because you belong to each other. That will be the theme all the way through chapter 16. So, where does that leave us? We're here with the same man that was there to revolutionize the church Jesus died and was buried and then he was raised again and the promise in Romans 6 is that if you will take the choice And allow yourself to die to an old life, be buried, and then lifted up to live a new life. You can have eternal life forever. If you haven't done that, we can do that this morning. But if you've once done that and you're no longer living for him who died for you, and you want to, then we ask you to come too. If there's anything we could do to improve your spiritual life, won't you come? By like, Together We Stand and
1: Sing.
4: A um, couple announcements I'm going to pick out, and some of them aren't in the bulletin, but uh, if you didn't get a bulletin, please get one of those. There's a lot of information in there. Uh, Elaine Graham, that's one of Harlene Nielsen's friends. Uh, she has breast cancer. She's asked for us prayers for her extra days. Elaine's asked for extra days. Uh, good news, B. Fisher's eye surgery was successful, she's not here with us this morning, I don't see her, but uh, it was successful, so that's good news. Richard Bauer did feed, finish his treatments, but he's very weak as a result of the treatments. Rita Smith has a fracture requiring a boot, so I'm assuming it's part of her ankle or part of her foot. Uh, she's been put on complete bed rest to prevent, prevent any further fracturing uh, in her legs. Harold Knight, that's Marie Holloway's brother. He died after suffering a stroke. He lived in Portland, Tennessee. Peter Florence uh, had a collision with a car and Peter rides a motorcycle, so that's not good. He's in ICU at Holmes, he's in stable condition, but he has lacerations, fractures, and collapsed lung. So keep Peter in your prayers. Good news, Steve Sharp baptized his sister the last Thursday angel. So that's really good news and that's an answer to his prayers, certainly. Uh, you notice behind me, more things are here, pack the pulpit, um, if you have a chance, you're at the grocery store, th- think of it, pick up some cans or something. We were at Sam's yesterday, so we picked up a couple things. But just, uh, we're gonna leave it there until we can't see Mike. So, uh, so, so we're looking to put quite a bit there. Now, all the married men in the, in the congregation this morning, I want you to look at the third finger on your left hand And see if there's something missing. Who's that? Lex. Okay. I've got Lex's wedding ring. Uh, We're not married. No. We aren't. You're right, Lex. You're married to somebody a whole lot better than me. Look forward to those who come back tonight. If you do, remember, we wear masks. Thanks.
2: Y'all are both married, just not to each other. Yeah. Um, So Central Florida Bible Camp on November, the weekend of November 6th, 5th, 6th, and 7th, father-daughter retreat is coming up. So if you want to register, you can save five bucks if you do it by October 22nd. So that's gonna be a good weekend. So we're gonna have the father-daughter retreat going on couple of brothers from the deltona church is going to be heading that up and also on that same weekend is a fall fundraising festival and barbecue so it's a little different than what we've done in the past normally it's just a barbecue that they put together and um, people come and make donations for that and that um, but in addition to that we're just trying to get back into the swing of things with the camp and the, as you know with covid and all that stuff the funds just have not been coming in like they normally do so we're looking at uh building some funds up with this this is uh this is going to be a good day and there's all kinds of stuff as you can see going on the zip line will be open there'll, there'll be hay rides there's going to be axe throwing there's going to be laser tag um all kinds of stuff that uh will be so those the the top uh activities are going to be for a ten dollar donation so you'll get a wristband and then you can go on those activities um and then the lower activities are are just open to anyone um for even the little the little guys there's a b train b train ride so i think they got a little train that has probably little b wings or whatever on it they're gonna they're gonna pull the kids all around the camp so that ought to be a that ought to be a good thing so i want to invite all of you to this this is going to be a fun day also anybody that's watching online if if you want to come that would be great Um, I will be going over Saturday morning for a board meeting and after we get done with the board meeting we're going to be setting up the concession stand so during this time I need some help Um, I need a few, I don't know, a handful of people at least to help with just the concession stand. Um, been, Chris and I, Chris is my chief engineer on projects that we have that I come up with. Uh, we worked all day yesterday coming up with a plan for kettle corn. So, if you go online and you search for kettle corn setups, are like three thousand dollars for this. You know, it's obviously you go into business to make kettle corn, but I'm like, you know what? I got to come up with something cheaper. So I went and bought a pot. Bought the corn, the oil. Uh, Chris had a burner. We came up with a with a uh, design for a popcorn sifter where all the kernels fall out of the popcorn. So we did all this yesterday. I ran through a couple of uh, uh, iterations of recipes for the corn, so they it actually came out pretty good. I have some samples that I'm I've already been handing out, and I'll hand the rest of them out, so you can taste the kettle corn. So. We're going to have kettle corn at the concession stand and I'm also going to have boiled peanuts, uh, regular and Cajun uh, boiled peanuts. I'll need some help serving that out. I'll need help serving out the popcorn um, and also need help running the concession stand as well. So we're going to have all that going on with all of the activities going on. So. Um, if you've been wanting to come see the camp to see what's been going on and, and the improvements that have been made, this is no better time than, than November 6th to come over and uh, see the new cabin, see the new pool, see what the uh, you know see what see what the future improvements are are in the pipeline we're working on. Um, if you're not able to come and you want to simply make a donation to the camp, you can do that uh, with. All of the materials and stuff that I spent yesterday is around $300. If you wanna contribute to that, you can. However you wanna help. Um, Central Florida Bible Camp, as you know, has been a big part of of this church for a long time. And, um, you know, it's a mission field. It's uh, right in our backyard and you can see directly where your dollars are going. So if you wanna help with this, that's great. If you wanna come, Saturday, November 6, starting at 2 o'clock, that would be great, too. Um, I would like to say I'm driving the bus over, but I've got to go over early for the board meeting. So um, hopefully hopefully, maybe a, a few of y'all can get together and maybe ride over and, and stay for the barbecue. The barbecue has gotten better and better each year, uh, especially last year. It was very good. It's a, it's a whole barbecue dinner. that They have the, the chicken, the ribs, pulled pork, Um, Usually there's either like peach cobbler or apple cobbler for dessert. There's baked beans, potato salad, all kinds of stuff. It's actually pretty good. So um, so make plans for November 6th. If you have any questions, see me. Thank you.
0: If you will, please stand for our closing hymn and the closing prayer will follow. says holy 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 is our father we know that we will never be able to worship you with a sincere heart or be roused to fear and obey you with sufficient zeal until we properly understand how much Lord How much we are indebted to You. In Your Son's name, Jesus. Amen.